0: This episode of Friends of Flow is brought to you by NCLEX Mastery. If you're a nursing student and you're about to take your NCLEX, you need to go to the App Store right now and download NCLEX Mastery. Well, welcome back to Friends of Flow. We are here to record another episode of our our exciting new podcast, and I'll let you each introduce yourself. I'm Dougie C., just host that knows nothing about nursing except that I love nurses. That's it.
1: You're our producer. You're our producer. Yes, yeah, exactly. Producer. I'm Tess Judge Ellis. I'm Rebecca Porter. And
2: I'm Andy Witters.
1: And we are all in the nursing profession for a various amount of time, so... Um, I've been here the longest. Yes. I'm we were educated in the last decade. Right. No, last, last century. century. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And for me, the last decade. Yeah. yeah. All right. And yeah. so... Uh, Tessa and I have known go. each other for a long time. We started out at the VA hospital. A long time and, ago. And uh, it was over 20 years ago. We yep. were brand new nurse practitioners. I've been in nursing 30 years and yep. a nurse practitioner for 20. Does and that
3: make you 50 years? 50.
1: Wow, I'm 51. Yeah, Are
3: you really old,
1: Rebecca. <laughs> and we also, Rebecca and I, work out at the gym she, together too. So
3: most of the time, somebody throw yeah. her
1: coffee on you for saying that. You know, you got to be careful. No,
3: I meant that she'd been 50 years in nursing because she'd been oh, 30 years in nursing. And no,
1: no, not no, no. I'm i I'm 20 of my 30 years have been as a nurse practitioner.
3: I've been a nurse for a very long time, and um, we were talking about. Well, what was the question? Well, the question Dougie. today is about pathways to becoming nurse
1: practitioners. Well, talk about it, Doug, because
0: yeah, y- one of the things that I see, at least in our social media pages and things, is that people are always asking questions about specializations. Where should I go if I care about this? Uh, because a lot of times they start out with, I want to do maternity, and then they start They go into a maternity clinical and they come out going, I don't want to do maternity. But then also they decide, I want to be a nurse practitioner. At what time in my career I just took the NCLEX? Uh, How long should I wait? Should I wait? If this is what I know I want to do? You know, so that's kind of the questions Mm -hmm. that we've seen a lot of Mm -hmm. in the last year or two.
1: I have to interrupt. Yeah. Going into nursing was the best professional decision I ever made. I was a business major and a Spanish major in really? my freshman year right my fall of my freshman year my mother was a nurse but i when i was in i went to st louis u and i was in the dorm floor and i naively thought as i saw these women getting capped Because I don't even, I think we had one man in our nursing class, but there was a capping ceremony. Oh, the hats, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. putting their caps on. Which they don't
2: cap anymore. I don't know, but it was very cool. I chose
1: a
3: school that did not have caps or uniforms (laughs) and did not do anything (laughs) like that.
1: That's a whole other conversation. I (laughs) chose not to to wear the cap for my school picture, but we got our caps on. And and I remember watching the girls, it was like in October, and they were in in there. I thought, wow, you mean I can make a living and help people at the same time? And then that was my naive I, taste. So I knew I but, wanted to
3: be a nurse when I was really
1: little. I used to play hospital, not house. <laughs> Isn't <laughs> crazy? I, I built a little hospital for my dolls. But Andrew, how did you get into nursing? Because your story is unique too.
2: Well, yeah, my my. So my story is because I, I had cancer when I was in college, and I was inspired by my nursing care, my physicians that were taking care of me, sort of openly. Addressed me as a disease, and that that really bothered me as as a as a patient. And I had an identity as a student, and I didn't want to give that up. They said, if you don't seek treatment within six months, this this is going to be lethal. And I thought, well, I'm I'm not just a disease. You know, I I don't want to give up my schooling. I I I enjoy being a student. When you
1: weren't a nursing major at the time, I was not a nursing major
2: at the time. No. And uh, my you were nurses, what, biology, or some I was sort biology. Of, I was were biology and psychology. Pre-med? I was. Indeed. Yeah, you yeah. were thinking premed. I, I, yeah. I was, and so I had these nurses who attended me every morning when I was getting my radiation treatments, and they were just phenomenal people. The, the physicians would exit the room, and I would just kind of watch them walk away. And I, and honestly, I am not saying this as a negative thing, but I, I think some of them didn't know my name, whereas my my nurses were, were there to to hold my hand. They were there to.
1: And when you call talked me by about how name. they um, helped you, encouraged you to stay in school, yeah, too. yeah, and they, 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 made they, a, said, they said a plan you can, can, for you, right? And, yeah, mm-hmm. they said
2: they said, well, you could do this. We can we can just, we can re, we can reschedule this to have you come in just in the mornings. You can be our first patient, and you can get off to class. I said, well, that sounds pretty awesome. Uh-huh. So so that that was like my first step of encouragement. Okay, I don't have to. Have to drop out of school for this, and I can, you
1: switched into nursing. You saw the light, yeah. So, I, so it, was that, it was that it was that summer.
2: I <laughs> I I then changed my my major, and uh, I, I had the intention of doing both biology and nursing. I did that up until my, my last semester, and I, I don't regret it at all because I, I actually thought some of the science classes complemented the the nursing didactic very I'll well. Uh, but those nurses were my inspiration, and I thought, well, I can. I can do this, and this uh-huh. is and and, and there, there was a, there was a real, truly holistic.
1: Now, did you go? Approach. Okay, did you go into nursing thinking I'll go ahead and just be a nurse practitioner, or did you think I'm just going to see what nursing's like for a while?
2: Yeah, I'm going to see what nursing's like for a while. I, I had the idea that uh, I was in a support group. I, you know, I was I was uh, diagnosed at the age of 20, and we had a support group of teenage kids all the way up to uh, people in their 20s. I thought well pediatrics seems just awesome. I, I wanna I wanna check out what the pediatric life is like. And so I, I started in the PicUs and Nickies at the University of Iowa upon my graduation. And from there, um, I went to be a nurse practitioner.
3: Yeah. So I I was a nurse um in Vancouver in teaching hospitals for a long time. I worked um and a friend of mine Rebecca
1: maintains dual citizenship. I do. With Canada,
3: a friend of oh, mine at the Canada. time left um, St Paul 's in Vancouver to join her husband, who is a bush pilot in the high north, very very high 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 north and Ca- Canada did not have nurse practitioners at the time, and there was no email. this is a long time ago, and they went and lived and she Canada government trained her for nine months to be Um, in in air air bracket here, nurse practitioner, to care for um, the indigenous, the first people, as they're called in Canada, um, in the high, high north. And she came back with these most amazing stories of what she did and how she ran her clinic. And the government told her that the government-run clinics would be from 9 a.m. to noon and 1 to 5 but what she realized was that nobody was coming to her clinic because they didn't follow a clock. They followed, a, they followed the darkness and the light. And when it was 24 oh, hours of darkness, people would sleep in different patterns than we sleep sure. here by culturally clock. Culturally competent care. Yeah. Right. So it was, it was culturally competent care. Responsive, too and And so she just sort of dismissed um, the government policy at the time of which anyway, it was so interesting her work, but there were no such programs for people in the mainland um, in Canada at that time and Then my life changed, and I moved to the united states and um, I had been a nurse for um, almost twenty years when we when we moved to Boston. And I realized I could apply to a nursing nurse practitioner so program. That was Twenty
0: years as a bedside nurse. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the thing that and inspired recently, you was this story of this
1: woman. Oh
3: that, my goodness! And seeing what you could do. And as she a was nurse, not
1: really even a quote unquote nurse practitioner. She was that empowered time. to mm-hmm. look after the health needs of and, that
3: and post head injuries and sure. putting in sutures. Getting air air lifting um, organized when people had acute abdomens like she did sure, all this sure
1: and that's what you do Sounds when amazing. you're out in the middle of nowhere yeah you so, have to like open up your books and go
3: what am right. I doing right so my perspective in that question of career path um, you have to follow everyone's going to say follow your heart but then, I'm also saying that you need to be really really good. At one part of nursing before you decide to expand your horizons, you have to really understand your passion in nursing, what you want to do, and to really get very good at one part of nursing. So, see, do you think that's that comes... but that's your perspective. That is very right. right. much, and those my...
1: are those of us. See, and I was not a nurse, I was in. I took an army scholarship, an mm-hmm. ROTC scholarship, and so I was in the army for four years. and... Then got out and did my master's degree as a nurse practitioner. I did not go into nursing think I'll be a nurse practitioner, but I'm a nurse practitioner educator, right? And at the college of nursing at Iowa, and we see people who their healthcare provider, their quote unquote doctor, is the nurse practitioner. So they look at, they see this role coming up, and they think, "This is what I want to do. I want to be a nurse, so I can be a nurse practitioner." And th- that's completely different, Rebecca. So, yeah, so, well, I know, so let me that, ask but a okay. okay discussion, I but me, I do want to circle around to the fact that, dang it, the best decision I ever made was to go into nursing. Sure. And so when I sometimes talk to people, they'll say, "What do you do?" Like if I'm on an airport or airplane, I'll say, "Well, I'm in nursing." And they'll say, well, what do you do? And I say, well, I'm a nurse practitioner. And and, oh, okay. So I don't know if if you should say I'm a nurse practitioner, I'm a nurse. But being in the field of nursing, whether you're a nursing assistant, an ADN grad, it's a phenomenal field. It's a journey. And right. Let's let's tie
2: this, though, with our our new nurses that are are coming out into the profession right now and asking the question about Pathway. So let me ask you, ladies, this, because I really value. Your guys' experience, Andrew. What? Yes. What? How long do you think uh, a a new nurse should expect to to wait, or how long do you think they should attain experience before going on to get their? I think if
1: we answered simultaneously, I would say. It doesn't matter, and Rebecca would say forever. I would like say, well, okay, yeah. okay, sure, yeah. so right. my bias and the, is... And, the,
2: and these are these are two very different schools of thoughts very, for, for great reasons. So right. So I mean, this is what I, I, I want have, to talk to you about. I,
3: I really think people need to have at least two years at the bedside. I Okay, and I work at a hospital, a big hospital, and I, I see this flight from bedside nursing. Yeah. I see nurses coming out of nursing school being believing that there's something wrong with being a bedside exactly. nurse, mm-hmm. that you're not with it, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough. I'm not earning well, enough, even enough or if, something. Unless you, oh, you earn more as a bedside nurse working overtime. But, but I, I think nursing educators need to be very, very careful what they're telling their students, that you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, unless you go straight
1: into being a nurse
3: anesthetist
1: or a nurse practitioner. Well, in addition, I was talking to somebody. I did site visits yesterday. So I traveled two and a half hours to a town of 2,000 and then drove 30 minutes to the other town of 2,000 to see my nurse practitioner students in their clinical settings and visit with their preceptors. And I can't remember my point. But it was a, that we just heard, <laughs> so I was saying, oh, what I they guess. brought up, because you were, what were you just saying, Rebecca? I forget. I know, that's bad. Oh we're going to have to... God. Well, we uh, what, at, uh, she was you,
0: saying no, fleeing flee the bedside. Right, right so, the bedside. so we were, right.
1: the, one of the students said, actually, just to your point, was she said, I'm actually tired of people saying that I'm only doing this job until I can get to the ICU. I know. Do you know? And, I do. And so they're not, like, like, just being at, it's like being at, in a neurology unit specializing in the care of your neurology patients, not in the ICU, but actually, you know, with taking care of more than one or two, is just as valid and more important, and that's a specialty skill set as much as an intensive care unit is. Right, and
3: I think it... um, Maybe not as sexy. I think we have to
1: follow our passions. For sure. But I do
3: know that if I am sick in the hospital, who do I want coming into my room? she look after me,
1: you know. I you so, I so, hate, so you someone want,
2: who's socially competent and has some experience
1: and knows a who lot to go to. And knows who to go to, though. Remember that. What is this? Jimmy Fallon, who whose um, kiddo had the tetralogy yeah. of flow? Right. No, Jimmy, and it was all oh, yeah, Jim the Kimmel. Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. All the nurses. Yeah. it was the initial nurse who said, "Wait a minute, something's not right here." And she went and got another more experience. She took that yep. baby to the NICU, and that experienced nurse said, wait a minute, and the wheels got in motion. That's the, it's, mm-hmm. it's the humility, actually, of saying, I so don't know exactly I... what's going on here, and I need to get help. That's so the, the pathway to to. back to that question yeah, the qu- from question.
3: Doug. We're really good at wandering. <laughs> <laughs> back to that question of how do I know when, how did you know? Andrew, when you wanted to be, nurse? how did you know when the time was right? You were balancing a wife, a family, kids, job, a lot of things. So how did you know when it was time?
2: Well, I, I saw a need in my my hospital. I saw a need in the community, and so mm-hmm. I I thought, well, I can I can do this, and that's that was it. That that was I I, I wanted to solve it. <laughs> and how so, many years in were you as being a practicing nurse at that point? I was approximately. 18 months, two years in.
1: And the great thing about nursing, so one of the preceptors I saw yesterday, she didn't get become a nurse practitioner for probably 20 or 25 years. Uh, and she was an ER nurse, and then she did hospice. And because her husband moved back and forth, she was able to be portable. And then finally got to a position where she was, I would say she you know, not knowing her exact words, was feeling burned out about the emergency department and um, what and doing what she was doing there and wanted to, to still stay in nursing. And that's when she made the decision. And now she loves, I mean, can you see the uh, in the emergency room, okay, we took care, we stabilized them, and they're gone. And now in the hospice, we stabilized. We had a beautiful transition to death. And now I don't have to continue, or, or I don't continue relationships typically because that's my job. And now she's in a rural family practice where she loves seeing and building the long term relationships. That's what's so phenomenal about nursing. Okay, so, that. right.
3: So, what I want to think about for a minute is we were talking, we were talking before we started recording about um, being careful about a medical model. Like, who's, who are you? Are you are you a pretend physician, or are you um, well entrenched in nursing? So, when you're working in as a nurse practitioner, it's very very easy to get uh, drawn in by the medical model and forget all you all about nursing models and nursing. Well, what do you theory. mean by medical
0: model? I'm not I'm not following you. I'm sorry.
3: How physicians, how Andrew talked about his experience of being cared for by a physician okay. versus caring for a nurse. Gotcha. So when you are, how long does it take to become socialized in nursing? That's
1: exactly right. And As an educator, I'm, right. Mm-hmm. I'm
3: really concerned that people who choose to become nurse practitioners really early after 12 months say, or no time after nursing school just jump into becoming a nurse practitioner is that there's no time for being socialized into the role of nursing. I
1: see.
2: That, that, that's a pretty good point, actually, I, and I, I respect that point.
1: We think about uh, it a lot. Yeah. Can I say that? Um, we talk about that a lot so when we I, interview people who are in, let's say, for example, we interview in January to accept for August admission, and these folks haven't passed their NCLEX yet. They're still taking classes, and they want to go straight in because they're hearing that. What do they hear? They, he, I think they hear is it's don't delay. If you want to get a graduate degree, keep going. Do they, do they get that from their 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 college? I think they do get that from schools. Uh, I do too. I think, or I I think, think that, people are told. I think it said that it said to them, well, and some ask, people adopt it.
0: Let's ask as
1: everybody, something. anybody who's
3: listening, what. What is
1: your drive? Well, also, I mean, also, there's the ADN grad too. So mm-hmm. let's say you're in your ADN, which you're is now getting a huge amount of traditional students. So the ADN stu- is the, what? That's an associate degree the in two year nursing, nursing. The two-year community, uh, community college. Community so college. you are want to go to college. You want to be a nurse, but you don't want to go to a four-year school, or you can't afford it, or that's not your interest. Do they, those folks are promoting a bachelor, baccalaureate, those, those faculty in that program, do they promote baccalaureate education too and go right ahead and what is the role and, and then the whole discussion of is nursing a job, is it a career, is it a profession? Well, you but I want to bring it back to the point. We do talk about, it's important to us that people have nursing experience when they enter into, so kind of, we've have bridged it. So, okay, you, you know, you have to, you have to have an RN, when you start a master's program. So pass let's pass Our, our program is so a doctoral. NCLEX, is yeah, you have saying. to pass the NCLEX. Yeah. But if you've worked as a nursing assistant in a nursing home, yeah. should we take a break?
0: <laughs> this would be a great yeah, time, a time for a break to as to that take a lawnmower, break lawnmower, as goes lawnmower goes by, lawnmower. by us. So yeah, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back to that. Here at NCLEX Mastery, we love nurses, and especially nursing students, but we need your feedback about this podcast. If you have ideas on topics, or you have questions you want us to answer, shoot us a message, leave a comment, go to our Facebook page, and just tell us what you think, because we want to help you in the most specific way that you can.
1: Here's the question: At what point do you say I have been in nursing enough, or I get nursing enough, and I can assume some of those tasks traditionally and roles traditionally as thought to be with a physician, like in a nursing, in a as a nurse practitioner? Like an so, an at what point? Right? So, how do we assess that in our program? So, and we do. We ask them about their nursing perspective. Ask them about how they might see care differently. A lot of them don't even understand. They want to be a nurse practitioner, but they've never shadowed a nurse practitioner. They've never seen really? one in practice. Oh, yeah.
2: I, I would say that, that that's key. It's I mean, a little so, bit of a
1: blip on our radar so, so, screen. So We'd all, I, like to see them. On
2: the timeline of a path, yeah, pass your NCLEX, get your RN.
1: Yes, get concrete for us, sample I mean, yeah. So yeah. Let's,
2: let's get concrete in terms of a, of, a, of a logical pathway, at least in my opinion. So... Get your RN and I, yeah, shadow shadow someone for God's sake. In a whole shadow
0: bunch someone.
1: of different roles, is it easy sure. to
0: get a shadowing? Do you just oh, yeah. you have to pursue it? It does. Hard. It, does pr- it does. Okay.
1: A I don't I don't think even think, that's a good point, I don't even think the question is when to become a nurse practitioner. I think it's when should you think about a specialization in nursing in when general. You, when, and right, and when, when do you feel? That it's kind of that novice to expert move, right? Like, Benner, when are, if you haven't right? read Patricia I think Benner. So, so the, you know, we always talk about keeping our eyes on the patient, right? So, I think when you're first in a, nurse, a nursing role, you're like, oh my God, did I kill anybody? By not picking up on something, not passing the meds at the right time. What what, Um, did clinical? Have I gotten my time management down? And then because when I talk to, you know, my mental health family practice background, when we talk to students actually that are interested, and I tell them about the mental health component of our family practice, they'll say, Well, and we have the mental disorders course, which is a primer. And I say, Well, maybe it's just I think that being holistic, when when do you say there's more to the person than the IV and the nasal gastric tube and whether or not you've hung the vancomycin at the right time. <laughs> and, and you actually look at the family member and you say, how are you doing? You know, your dad's asleep. Sure. And can I get you anything and how are you? And you actually pull up a damn chair yeah, and you sit ha- down and talk to him. To me, that's like you've assumed the nursing expert role. Mm-hmm. And that's hard to assess for. So when people come in, so that's what I think. I think when you're, hold
0: you, on, I, and I don't want to interrupt, but maybe we have like a moment here, where, and I don't want you to give away any trade secrets here, but if, if there's someone listening right now that's thinking, I kind of want to, I have an interview coming up, actually, with, with the test role at my university that I, I want to go, what are the things you, you don't want to see, and what are the things you do want to see? Not that they would answer the question that way, but where they can assess where they are in this path.
1: How do you know when you're ready? So, yeah. it's always a little, people are capable, we always say, are you capable of graduate study? Okay so you did, ask them that Well we look at their transcripts oh, yeah. we look at the at how they've managed their life so far and how they anticipate the workload of graduate school because you can't i mean how what's on your plate you can't mm-hmm. it's a full-time graduate program or not i mean depending on where you go to something has to give it's people get out in, so they get out in their nursing profession and oh my gosh i don't know what the starting salary is 45 50,000 is it depending mm-hmm. then you've been a poor student if you're going to go to graduate school in a year or two you better not get the you know, think about how you're spending your money and the economy of what you're going into. How are you going
3: to pay back? Your right. I mean, so loan. how
1: many Starbucks do you think you must have every week? <laughs> and how much of the booster cable package or phone package do you need? And. Did you get the brand-new car and move into the apartment by yourself, and now I'm going to work and, about, and maintain that lifestyle? And and if you have kids oh to yeah, look after, who's, who's so going to be? A big, how are you
3: going to do that? What are you going to do when your kids of, are sick? That's a you big, can't phone mm-hmm. in sick. You're at school. You have papers due, mm-hmm. and there's no giving mm-hmm. on that.
1: And that's a big part of our interview process, too, is are you ready to enter into graduate school? So, so part having of that, your ducks in a row... A, um, and being able to articulate that, so, so
2: so priorities is what you're saying, like 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 so li- life. Li- li- life life priorities happens, right, nursing priorities, being able to prioritize perhaps a uh, a patient care scenario on on a you're, regular basis, right? Oh, I, I think re- so. But we
1: oftentimes will say, tell me a tell me an opportunity, tell me a chance where, or tell me a situation where you advocated for a patient and it was hard. So in the university hospitals, well, this guy, they I've, we've seen some poignant stories of nursing courage where they have yeah. said, they have said, I went to the resident, the patient, I listened to the patient who was frustrated and didn't want to start this regimen because of the past regimen. They got more nursing history, then they went to the resident, and the resident said, "Um, we're not going to bother with that for whatever reason. It's not on their agenda." And so then the nurse went to the pharmacist and said, "Oh, let's talk about these medications for the patient for discharge." And then when they went on rounds, the nurse sat next to the patient while the patient said, "Here's what I'm concerned about and advocate." I mean, those stories bring chills to you because it's like that's what nursing doesn't talk about is how they have been nurse the patient relationship and how they've kind of broadened the patient's capacity and empowered the patient to be an advocate and then stepped aside and the patient, and they had the whole team of you know six doctors around them or whatever. And, yeah. and they're the unsung hero. It was amazing. So we like those nursing, stories. Yeah. I, will, I will put a plug in for stay in touch with one of your professors because yeah, yeah. we would love to have a reference from a professor. So to say, yes, this person applied themselves, they were leaders in school, um, they stayed in touch with me about their career goals, and I've talked to them about their career goals. that That's a nice letter of reference, along with somebody who is your current work reference, who can say this person shows up on time. they have, they're on a team of blah, blah blah, they took a their precepted or whatever. So a little mixture of um, references, it's always interesting when they choose to have the physician as the reference. You know, Mm. so I think, what do they think we value, right? I mean, like they've identified the physician as the role that they're going to take. And so that's the person. So, and that's okay. It's nice to see that sometimes, but I'm like, well, why why did you put two physicians and your manager? And and what about
3: writing why you want to be a nurse practitioner? Do you ask exactly why
1: do you want this? I wish we had more writing opportunities because sometimes the writing is not always up to... Oh, it's don't, hard. Don't it's get me started on it. I know. <laughs> uh, how, how do you assess <laughs> but their, their... Those pro- are the big things, you know, references, work,
2: and... Okay. Um, and, then, and what about, like, their their problem-solving abilities, their, their, their critical thinking? I mean, do you, do you uh, ask them about a clinical scenario, or...
1: In the references, we can In get the... some of those, and then usually we try to get a clinical scenario where they have had to think on their feet to advocate for a patient, and... Um, on that sort of thing. Though. We yeah. often
2: ask that when I have a student follow mm-hmm. follow uh someone in our clinic. Is what is how how do you identify problems and and how how do you make them better based on mm-hmm. XYZ mm-hmm. and just, just so we can just let them know that's not something they're going to just I really through. love it so if they nice.
1: can talk about the difference between a nurse practitioner and a physician or a PA. There you go. And when that was what we were talking about earlier was the medical model versus a nursing model, which you is, heard it first, gets folks. blurry right a little bit. And so... Um, how will
3: you represent yourself to patients? Yeah? How will you tell the difference between... How will I know that you're a nurse practitioner and not a physician? hmm how will I know that as a patient mm-hmm. I think what you're, you're the- saying Tess is that um, it takes more than a couple of months of nursing to to be able to put together a strong application
1: yeah, I have to say yes and no to that because some of the really interesting people have and thoughtful students mm-hmm. and are ones that said I was a sophomore and my nurse practitioner was the one that did this and blah, blah, blah. And um, so I thought this is why I'm going into nursing is to do this. And then they've, uh, because it takes about two years or a year and a half to get to the clinical courses, the folks are usually working part-time as an RN and that's helpful for for them to get to the nursing role. And then I think it's our responsibility as educators to say, and we do ask these questions and assignments. What's your nursing philosophy of care and how do you and discussion questions in our small group seminars? How are you seeing your nurse practitioner preceptor demonstrate that they're a nurse and not a physician um, or okay. a medical model mm-hmm. provider? I mean, how well, how's their care different? And if you can't articulate that to yourself, if I can't talk about that myself, then how can I tell an employer? And and this gets to the point of. We are in such dire straits in healthcare right now with the MCO, you know, the managed care organizations, Medicaid probably getting cut back significantly, if not completely by the federal government. So this is a broken system where we focused a lot on intensive medical care um, and innovation. And at the same time, we have the statistics back up that we're not healthy as a nation. And so how and and i would say it's because nursing has not and this got into our talk last week about um about ethics and you know moral leadership and all of that that nursing is the healthcare system needs nurses to be nurses not um junior doctors or better at writing prescriptions you know like i, I can write a prescription now Ner- the system needs nursing to own nursing self for the problems of the system and the patients that are the most vulnerable. So, but, and and but, it costs a lot of money. But also,
2: the sidebar to your point of where, where the medical system is at, we, in my opinion, we need to focus on primary care, too, rather than so much of it being on the intensive sure. medical procedures. Right. What's What's preventing us from... From getting there as as a as a culture in the, in the first place, and so, you know, so well, diabetes just
3: management, a blood romantic pressure, exercise. notion of I think we it's, it's not sexy,
1: it's no. not sexy to work on transition. Do you know when you're talking about acute care to primary care transition of patients, which is when they're really vulnerable, right? ICU to ward unit or units, ward or floors, unit whatever you're going to call them, or unit, unit to, to home. home. Those are not billable hours. Those are. But that's where you're gonna recoup a lot of money from a system. So how's nursing sticking their neck out and saying, you know what, we do this better than anybody? Now they're call now the hospital system's calling it case management, right? I mean yeah. but it's nursing. It's nursing. It's care. hospice transition Why to death they is called expert care. Right. Right? And, and I so- think there's
3: such a role for People, nurses, to do that transition time from um, an advanced practice nurses to take that acute care from the hospital into the home. People are discharged from the hospital so early, Mm -hmm. really early. And as an ICU nurse, um, I found it really hard to help care for my family when they were discharged home from the hospital because I'd never done home care Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. look at home care nurses with awe. How did you know how to do that? Um,
1: and so that's that's amazing a, because I think it's yeah because we we can get kind of judgy as well, nurses, so, so, you know. So like back, back to, yeah. to
2: pathway. Let's so let, let, Let's okay, talk. Yeah, let, we'll let, let's back. talk, let, let's, let's let's talk about. Oh, okay, <laughs> well, well, so, so let's pathway. talk about those those skills in, in a pathway sense. Uh, what, what about uh, say uh, the nurses out there who have their RNs? They may have had some some interviews for, for a nurse practitioner uh, program. What would prevent them, say, from going to a place like a brick and mortar school like the University of Iowa versus, say, the University of Phoenix for their their online
1: a completely degree. online degree. I don't think the University of Phoenix offers a nurse practitioner I, 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 program, Andrew, but <laughs> well, I know what you're saying. Some you, sort you know of I'm online am online mean, you complete... the University
2: of Phoenix or the University of Yeah, you're going to get letters and emails yeah, now. Now. <laughs> now I feel like a jerk. Like, I, 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 I'm <laughs> not, what we're talking I, about... I, I, we're I, trying... I, I'm, I'm only the emphasizing the difference spectrum, between you. a brick-and-mortar school versus an online one.
3: So are you glad that you went to... Uh, brick and mortar school.
2: I personally, yes. I I think, I think why? Well, I think that having being there in in, in the physical flesh. All right, learning about pathophysiology of. Certain disease,
1: yeah. Management, but you can like, do
3: that, and I'm just being an advocate. I will here. actually. I'm going to swing back. this back to the
1: to um, the no, interview section. I want to. I want to. You want to talk more? I want to talk I'm, about what Andrew is talking about. Well, I want to take it to this point too, from okay. an interview standpoint. Okay. What's all right. really interesting is when the people who don't have questions of us and people who do have questions of oh. us, and it's really probably only about ten percent that will say, "Why do you think that your program stands above?" You know, what is it about your program? And so so if I were interviewing for a nurse practitioner program, I would want to ask them why I should come to your program and what makes your program special. And that is, um, I guess it depends on the learners and the learner's style. But you know, our program's mostly online, but we have important synchronous classes where we it's the disease management courses that are synchronous, mm-hmm. and you can be at home sometimes or on campus and some and that's when people said they wanted to come to our program, they wanted to learn that way synchronously, mm-hmm. even and then um, I would ask, uh, tell me about your faculty and whether or not they practice because hmm. Some, and what areas do they practice in? Are they Do they practice in, fam, in the program, you know, family practice? If not, let's say you have a family practice program and your faculty member practices in women's health. How do you supplement those lectures with people who are experienced in that setting? Or if you're going mm-hmm. to
3: acute care, uh, who are your faculty exactly. and where are they working? <laughs> yeah. But, and then but,
1: lastly, the other point I think is, um, yeah, preceptors. How do you find good preceptors? What is, how do your... Students find their preceptors. If you go on the social media page, pages for the FNP programs or FNP social media, they're, it's, they're constantly yeah. wanting preceptors. Is it going to be a shadow experience? Is it going to be a hands-on experience? What are the objectives? How do your faculty check in on them? How are do they um, you know, yep, do preceptors have, are, and does, mm-hmm. the
3: universe, does your university choose yep, them? Yep. Or do you have to go and find your own preceptors? Right, which most but, of but them But to do. your earlier so. point
2: about socialization, right? It, in, in my experience... I, I thought going to my brick and mortar uh, place where I could physically be in the classroom and physically be there in the flesh presenting case studies mm-hmm. improved my inter- interpersonal communication perhaps with my my colleagues I still use today um, also it, it teaches you how to communicate with your patients mm-hmm. I, I think it'd be it wouldn't be impossible to Attain those skills on online format. I think it's just more difficult.
1: It is. It's it's, it's doable. I mean, there's sure, programs that doable. have a really exceptional case studies, and you click and you find this. But it's there's something about the oh my gosh, this last week I saw this and that kind of real time discussion. And, the real-time and so if you're going to an online program and that works in your schedule, then you need to you be need asking to, those questions. You need like, to ask me, really hard or questions I want to talk to that, one of your grads yeah. because you know we also do, I also do a board review for the Psych Mental Health Nurse Practitioner Board Review for Fitzgerald Health Education Associates. Plug to Fitzgerald. Yay. Peg Fitzgerald. Uh, she was my icon.
3: professor in pharmacology at
1: Simmons College. She's a rock that star. She is. She's a rock star. So anyway, what I've learned from kind of morphing here or learning about this stuff is how many people are don't have how to think through critically. They don't get that kind of feedback in their online programs. on, And they might not get a preceptor who says, you need to know this.
2: And I would agree with that point. <laughs> it, with And that's that's the only thing I have to, to judge on that are students that have had uh, uh, online experiences or they're on an online program and they, they come and seek me out via social media or email to follow me. Mm-hmm. And I find out they're doing some kind of online
3: and what do you so, say? Yeah, you I mean, do? clinical hours are Is not following. They're not shadowing. Well, I, Is I, it your responsibility to teach them everything clinically that they? Well, need Of course, to I, know?
2: I, I treat them like, like I could do any any student. I, I put them through the same. I, I usually have my own barrage of, of questions. I want to know about their their intentions, their their, their passion, what they want to do, and I, I try to curtail my my patient load, if you will, uh, to to their to their interests. Um, I, I I do think that the the students who go to brick and mortar institutions tend to be better better socialized, frankly, and that that, that that's not a knock on on online institutions, but I I think it's a, a real life tendency, and I don't mm-hmm. know if there's there's research that that proves it.
1: It's just anecdotal. You're wow. an it, anecdotal all it, the it, time, it, right? Mm-hmm. So
2: that that that's one person's experience, and. But it's a common thread through the multiple students I've had. And if
1: you're looking to go be a nurse practitioner and an online program is where you're drawn to, know that there are these obstacles of not having right, right, that exactly, socialization. Exactly. And how are you going to seek it out? And how are you going to ask for the best online program? Because there are some very, very good ones that understand these problems. But, so, and but then there's a the lot best way of for very shady
3: ones out there. And I, I, I see people doing susp- them. And I look at their writing skills, and there's, do you have a place on an, I do a lot of writing, and I enjoy writing, but I learned how to do it, and and it's important for communicating with other disciplines that you can um, communicate clearly a problem and how, and put it together, Um is A question to ask your online school is what writing resources are there? Who's for going sure. to help me? Um, do you have a writing resource center? Or who's going to
2: help me reach out to my area's nurse practitioners? That, that has been
3: mm-hmm.
2: another common anecdotal thing that I've seen. Uh, it seems like there's a, a, a distance between the students and then the administrative resources for a, a lot of these online right. programs. And it's a concern for me as a practicing Provider, I'm supposed to take this person under under my wing for right. for an enriching experience, but they're 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 lacking in. In resource allocation from right. an institution, they're paying to go to
1: right. And so, the very other question, Doug's got his hand raised.
0: <laughs> I just we, we I want to kind of wrap this up, if possible. And I don't want to. I didn't want to cut you off because this is a fantastic conversation. Yes. I think if anyone is listening to this and they're interested in becoming a nurse practitioner, if they aren't taking notes right now, they're they've lost their mind uh, because yeah, this is t- such good stuff. But I just want to say one thing, uh, and then kind of give everyone a chance to have some final thoughts here. Uh, I love that. We're we're talking about entry into a master's program a on,
1: doctorate. Or, or doctorate
0: or doctorate, and and mm-hmm. we're hearing passion is so important and gr- groundedness in caring about the essential thing that is a nurse, which is caring for that patient. I just loved hearing mm-hmm. that. And as you were saying, I was like, as you were telling the story, my eyes are tearing up. And going, that's so great. <laughs> oh, Dougie! Uh, so I just love that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, final thoughts. If each of you want to give your kind mm-hmm. of one minute uh, summarization of of your most important thoughts of this. This episode,
3: I would say sit down and carefully plan where do you want to be in five years from now and give it some thought.
1: I think that, I don't know, I, it's, I don't think it's ever too soon to think about graduate school and I don't think you're ever too old to think about graduate school and... Um, I also think that nursing is just a great profession in general, and it's amazing. And what and what we do have in common is the nurse patient relationship. So you can talk to, and I have talked to nurses in other countries, and you know, the, my friends that or colleagues that are nurses. If you really got down to sharing about what it is that we would get excited about, if you said how how was it? Tell me about the most fun that you've had the most troubling or concerning or the times you felt most um, effective, mm-hmm. I think it would be about that patient and about the nurse-patient relationship. So. And, and it may be because you made a phenomenal assessment of the patient in distress, and But it was because you were in there and you had the relationship with the patient or because you had, like, a phenomenal teaching moment with the patient or it, it you all picked comes, up on a critical thing. It you know? all
3: comes down to human connection.
1: For sure. For sure.
2: So pathway to become a nurse practitioner. If you've got your RN, if you've mastered your, your clinical priorities as a nurse, and if you've identified a problem within your area of interest, I'd say... Go get your nurse practitioner degree.
3: Don't do but, it just because everybody else is doing it.
2: Right, but uh, I th- I'd say those are my my, my big sort of. I think like to talk about the
1: CNL at some point too.
3: The clinical I think nurse we leader. To, we have to talk about other roles in nursing and, that's and advanced for degrees day. too. Yeah, for sure. And doing a PhD, I'll put a pedal for that. Yeah, and that there are many many avenues, and being an NP nursing is just is awesome. one.